0: what's up everyone and welcome to your destination for the biggest geek news and reactions in movies tv comics and gaming this week let's talk obi-wan and discuss if it's the best or worst of the disney star wars so don't go anywhere because i'm chris
1: and i'm done and this is raised a geek let's go
0: and we are back welcome everyone to the 61st episode of raised the geek i'm chris and as always i'm here with my buddy
1: don how we doing man chris what is up today my friend i am okay as usual nothing crazy to report good or bad just uh kind of there in the middle having a nice day so far made my way to the comic book store earlier Uh, after about a three-week absence so it's pretty nice to pick up your books you've you haven't seen in a while um any surprises in there nothing too surprising my shop is usually good about making sure i want something before you know they would give me anything i didn't ask for but you know i do like to browse i like to go in and browse and see if anything i've missed anything uh didn't really see much i did add i don't know if you heard of the new comic book i hate this place it's like an image kind of horror book uh so i did grab number two of that and added that one out. that one's a lot of fun if you see that out anywhere uh but my <clears throat> the guy who runs my shop they're all nice people there uh challengers comic books in chicago Shut but up. yeah um he let me know that well, in my pull list is Deadly Class, which has been, you know, one of the image books I'm reading uh, for for a few years now. It's actually kind of finally winding down, but it was one of the f- when my reemergence of buying comic books on a weekly basis started. Deadly Class was one of the books that I really liked and still like to this day. And I think they're in the Fiftieth issue or something, so it's it's getting ready to be done. You know, Deadly Class had a show that didn't go over too well on Sci-Fi. They had a season, I guess nobody watched it. But, anyways, Deadly Class is one of my favorite books, um written by Rick Remender and Wes Craig. So while I'm in there, and he's ringing up my books, and he sees you know Deadly Class, he's like, oh yeah, uh, he was like, your guy, you're a guy who usually works probably like nine to five, Monday through Friday, right? And I was like, oh yeah, we've kind of chit chatted about my job before, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, um, in July, and I forget the date, he was like, there's going to be a Thursday, like uh, sometime in the afternoon, like 12 to two or something on a Thursday where Wes Craig, who is the artist of Deadly Class, I'm like, yeah, he's going to be in store, like signing some books. He's like passing through town. And, and we kind of talked to him and he's coming from old Canada, just like passing through Chicago. And we got him to come in and just, you know, just to let you know. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And I'm starting in my head already like, okay, how can I get out of work for two hours <laughs> that day? Hopefully nobody from my work is listening to this. I, I doubt they are. <laughs> I don't tell them shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I leave the office sometimes at work, you know, have to go out and do stuff. So maybe that day I might have something to do near the comic book store where I can go uh, meet Wes Craig and get something signed. But yeah, that was pretty awesome. Cool. That is super cool. It was yeah. random sometimes when the artists or the writers pop up in the at, at your comic book store and you're like what are they doing here right you don't have to go to a convention or anything to see them you just uh, they just happen to be stopping by the shop you go to anyway so that's always yeah that's fun I CM Punk I've seen him at my store and Jason Aaron has been in there and a bunch of people over the years so yeah we'll see we'll see if I meet Wes Craig soon that sounds awesome so now what what were you most
0: excited about? Like, what book did you put on the top of that pile that you brought home where you're just like, this is the book I need to read?
1: Ooh, Anything
0: jump out at you. You're putting me on the spot here. I know I am. We didn't talk about earlier. Really. because usually <laughs> no. I do that with like some whenever I get a new something's killing the children. I'm always mm. like, sweet. That always makes its way to the top of the pile. And I pretty much read that almost immediately because I just need to. I, I love that book.
1: No, that is, that is one of mine as well. And I did see a new issue of that with this uh, pull. So, yeah, that's definitely one. Um, yeah, there's a couple like that saga. I don't think I got a new saga, but every time I get a new saga, like I got to read it before anything else. How uh, has the return of that been? Saga? Yeah.
0: I've been loving it. Okay. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on like issue 48 of this compendium. So mm-hmm. like, I'm almost about to be caught up with Saga and I have all the rest of them sitting here in singles. So okay. I'm I'm like ready to jump into the new and the uh, the return of Saga. But it's just curious because I'm loving the compendium. Obviously, if I've yeah. read, you know, a thousand pages of it so far. So yeah, you're, be, you're just about there. I'm almost there. Like 40, I think I'm issue 48 or something. So I'm just down to like last hundred pages or so. Um, and loving it. It's a crazy book, but I'm um, just curious how the new ones I'm getting my hype level well, up.
1: They are definitely it's 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 crazy because that like we talked about that book took about like a two and a half, maybe close to three year hiatus. And just reading them now, they haven't really missed a beat, like Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. It's as if the book never left, which is crazy. It's just as good. Like it's obviously new stories and and things change, and you'll you'll see when you get there. But it's man, it's it's still my one of my favorite books of the month, and somehow they keep the price at two ninety nine. Marvel and DC and all these damn image books that are four ninety nine, five ninety nine. Somehow Saga has managed to remain two ninety nine uh, for all these years and refuses to go any higher. Is like if you're a comic book fan, you gotta start picking up Saga if you aren't already. That's that's like a, a blessing for us to have a book that cheap that that is that good and of that high quality. It's crazy, right? Yeah, that's.
0: Awesome. I'm excited. I am excited, but you know what else I'm excited about, Don? What's that? Talk about some Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. We got some takes on what we thought of Obi-Wan, good and bad. So you're going to get a little bit of love and a little bit of hate, especially from me. But (laughs) I want to make sure. You guys don't miss anything here on the show. So make sure you like, subscribe, and follow us on all podcast social media services. Hit us up to join the conversation over on Twitter at raise the Geek. We're also now on Instagram. So check us out over there at raise the Geek and join the conversation there. Or you can go old school and shoot us an email at raise the Geek at gmail.com.
1: Yes, very, very, very true. All those places are true. New on Instagram. So we're going to start sharing some pictures and some love over there. I know the new generation and even me just likes communicating through pictures more than words. Nowadays, it's much better for our ADHD and and, uh, how how, like we want to scroll through things so fast. So a picture works. So we're going to we're going to see how it goes over there. Join the 21st century. Uh, But yes, correct. Find us all those places
0: absolutely i think Yeah, i know how many of us have we had just conversations in gifts and memes like
1: (laughs) right that's how that's how we communicate with each other now uh i Um, prefer it i don't (laughs) i don't want anybody calling my phone send me a gift send me a picture (laughs) my boss was telling
0: me how him and his wife had all day they just had this unspoken thing that started in the morning and they kept it up all day where they only communicated through judge judy gifts (laughs) <laughs> and he's like showing me this conversation that they were having and only judge judy gifts it was hilarious that's
1: 2022 in a nutshell
0: pretty pretty much all right well we had a couple of things that popped up this week that we wanted to touch on and let you all know about before we jumped into obi-wan so first up just almost just as a public service announcement here for anyone who might not have known, Doctor Strange Two in the Multiverse of Madness is now on Disney Plus, which is insane because I felt like the movie just came out. So It does feel like it just that was out. fast, right? I mean, I'm sure it was the 45 days, but because we were looking in May, I mean, we
1: went and saw it in May, and now it's mm-hmm. June and, and end of June, yeah. And, and so we're it's, already it here. Passed, it probably passed that 45 day mark, but it does feel very fast. It feels like it was just like the number one movie in theaters, not right. I mean, like I mean it's still ago. in theaters
0: making all kinds of money, but now right. we can watch it at home. So now the question is, you have plans on watching it anytime soon?
1: Eh, define soon. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a day when I do, there's still so many MCU and Marvel movies that I really liked and have not watched again since though. Yeah. Um, Most of phase four. I mean, I haven't gone out of my way to see no way home again. And I love that movie. You know, uh, the only one I I like I think we had this conversation. The only one I've seen twice is Shang Chi. And that's only, that's only because my wife didn't come with me the first time and she wanted to see it. So when it hit Disney plus, we, I made sure to watch it again. But other than that, like I've liked all these movies, Eternals haven't seen it. Spider-Man haven't seen it. So, uh, soon is the word i don't know when soon is gonna be i'm sure i'll see dr strange in the multiverse of madness again when couldn't tell you you yeah i mean i'm I'm not in any hurry yeah
0: right i'm not in any hurry there was nothing in it for me that i need to see again anytime soon um so maybe around halloween for the horror aspects when i'm watching a couple sam raimi movies and want to throw in a a big budget maybe dr strange works its way in there between evil dead and drag me to hell sure maybe it doesn't i don't really know i don't foresee it anytime soon because like i said there wasn't a lot in that one for me
1: yeah Yeah, i liked it but i was entertained but yeah i think we both liked it but it's not like i mean i also loved the batman and it's been sitting on hbo max for a long time now to watch at home and i haven't watched that again i'm just not a huge rewatch guy right away you know what i mean Um, I used just, to be. Now, yeah. Well, yeah. see, I used to be, but when
0: it was like six months or nine months, you know, before it would come out on video, and then mm-hmm. I'd buy the disc or rent it, and I'd usually watch it again when it came out on video. Um, but now it was forty-five days. Like I just saw Doctor Strange. I don't need to watch it again.
1: Yeah. You know, it's just that
0: what they did in that movie wasn't what I wanted out of a Doctor Strange sequel. So I think I need to get over that, and then when yeah. I'm ready to watch it for what it is, then I can. Uh, enjoy it and enjoy it on Disney plus, but I hope anyone out there who doesn't know is checking it out, who wants to see it, or maybe missed it in theaters had the kiddos running around, didn't want to take him to the show, like a responsible parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there it is. you can now check it out on Disney plus. Exactly. So we got an announcement this week that there was a game of Thrones sequel series in development titled snow featuring John snow, um, Kit Harington himself supposedly is, according to a George R. R. Martin blog post and been confirmed, I think, by Amelia Clark and a couple other of the cast members of the original Game of Thrones, that uh, Kit Harington seems to be actually it was his idea to do this show he hired his own screenwriter or screen like his writers showrunners like he brought his a whole crew in to do this show and he's set to reprise his role as Jon Snow and it's in development at HBO still no idea they're still just writing scripts so it could be years before we even get a wimp of this thing but just curious how do you feel about a Game of Thrones sequel series in development and uh You think that's a good thing or a bad thing following the reception and just the initial knee-jerk reaction of the final season of Game of Thrones?
1: Yeah, well, I've been on record, I think, as and feel the same way as a lot of people. Let down by the final season of Game of Thrones, I feel like that was kind of a feeling across the board. Minus your some hardcore, you know, defenders who are going to love it. We're going to love it no matter what. Even if they hated it deep down inside, right? They just you know spitefully. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that left a bad taste in my mouth. Now I do feel like enough time has passed where I can kind of welcome something Game of Thrones in my life again. For example, I'm I'm excited to watch House of the Dragon in August, uh, which is already next month, after seeing some of those trailers and it's like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to be heard again. Let let Game of Thrones in my life. Uh just I think I owe it to myself with how much I liked that series until the end to kind of be open-minded about seeing something more and letting, letting them maybe redeem themselves. Was it the fault of DB wise and the other guy, you know, his, his partner, are they the ones who kind of had it crashed down in flames and does it deserve a, a closer look at something more? Um, I, I did find it interesting that Kit Harrington, it was like his idea and he came to HBO with his own writers and George Martin is kind of, on board as a advisor or something like that. But uh, yeah, man, I'm open to it. It, it, Like you said, it could be a while before we get there, but um, out of all the characters at the end of that show, if, if anybody's I could see someone having a worthwhile rich story, maybe it'd be like, what happened to John after he left all this and went on to do whatever.
0: Um, He was the only one going off and having, getting ready for another adventure was pretty much. I think when that show
1: ended, he was the one prime for more story yeah so i'm not opposed to it um like i said excited for house of dragon we'll see how that goes if that's really good then i'll probably be more excited so um yeah
0: yeah that's yeah. what i was gonna say depends on how house the dragon is if house dragon's boring or just not anything worth anything then because we saw what happened when they tried to adapt game of thrones once they ran out of source material And Mm -hmm. I think there are little source materials from this, or I think he did write a book where they're getting some ideas from this. Not 100 percent sure. I haven't looked too hard into it, but see what they do without that. And like I said, the Jon Snow thing, that's that has no source material. There is nothing written about future Jon Snow and what happens after a story that hasn't been written yet. So at Mm -hmm. least in novel form. So not really sure what to expect from a Jon Snow show. So then that could be interesting. But I think a lot of it's going to hinge on what House of Dragons does.
1: Yeah, I agree. We're so we'll just uh, kind of anticipate it and have an open mind. That's what I'm that's my It was interesting,
0: interesting on an idea of a sequel series. You know, it's better than the original article that I read, I think, on IGN said it was a prequel series. And I was like, oh, God, Um, that would have been unnecessarily dumb. What kind of prequel do you do? He was 17 in the beginning of Game of Thrones. And then we saw everything. So, I mean, what happens in this first 17 years
1: of life? That's important. And as we've seen with prequels, as we're going to talk about shortly, they don't always work well. <laughs> so uh, sequel it is, please, please. Thank please. And a thank you. Uh, last up,
0: Kevin Feige did a uh, virtual press conference to promote Thor Love and Thunder this week. And he announced in there that Marvel Studios will return to Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con this year, the first time since 2019 before the pandemic. And he is ready to show off some new Marvel fun. Obviously, lots of history was been made in those those halls in Hall H of being able to see. I mean, that last time, I think 2019, that was when we saw Mahershala Ali coming out as a Blade and they announced, I think, when, didn't they announce Natalie Portman as being Thor, coming back for Thor Love, Love and Thunder in
1: that? Yeah, that was the one I think where she she came out and they were had her holding mm-hmm. Uh So that kind of was like a crazy moment. Like you said, Marshall Ali was the big last moment, and we haven't seen him since. Uh, COVID had a lot to voice. do with that. I heard his voice, but haven't seen him since. Um, that was when Fantastic Four was announced. The big thing at the end was on the screen. It kind of did the timeline from WandaVision through Thor. Yeah. Uh, which if you look at it now is funny because it has changed just because of swaps and changes and things got added that weren't in there. Like, I don't think Miss Marvel was even in there at the time. And, and Wanda vision was like after Falcon and after Loki or something, and things have been swapped and it's all because of COVID and productions and everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are always a big deal. um, If you're an MCU fan. So I'm definitely when I when I read that they'll be returning, I was very excited because there's so many things I think that can happen there that just kind of has my head spinning. Like, what can we get? We can get cast announcements for Fantastic Four finally. Like, bring the bring bring the cast on stage, man. Let's see them. Um, have you been secretly casting this movie? Hopefully, um, can we get some more confirmation of X Men in the future? Uh, I know at the last one in 2019, he threw out there, he said, mutants are coming and we haven't heard anything really since. So do we have more on them? Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in there. And he also said in some recent interview that the path of season four and what the next big saga, where this is going, is finally about to be revealed in the next coming months. And he was like, well, I know what it is. And if you've been paying attention to the clues, you should kind of know what it is too. I'm like, of course, you know what it is. You're Kevin Feige. You're the one behind all this shit. We don't right? know. So I would like a little more clarification on that and see kind of like, okay, we're headed towards this. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited about it. I always I always like when those things happen. It's it's a hype machine. How about yeah.
0: you? Oh yeah, it should be fun. Come, I think July was the 23rd, 21st to 25th or something I said earlier. Comic Con, it is. I yeah, think, the end of July. Yeah, July twenty first through the twenty fourth, San Diego, and they've been streaming a lot of that stuff. So maybe, maybe yeah. they'll stream it, and we can watch it and react and have a good time. But all that all that shit leaks anyway. So it'll right. be a good time. Uh, That'll be a good weekend to uh, most likely be Saturday when they do all the big drops and see what we get. And hopefully, maybe we get some signs of where they're going, or just like I said, hype machine. I'm ready for
1: it. I love hype. Even if it never pans out, I love hype. Definitely. And it's and this isn't the only time they will reveal some stuff. I don't know if you remember, like in 2019, they had to kind of like split the announcements a little bit because they also now have presentations at Disney Day and mm-hmm. D- D23. And yeah. that's kind of like when they talk more about the show side of it and the Disney, you know, the Disney Plus side of it. So, yeah, it's going to be nice to see all of this unfold and see what we're in store for. That's in August, ain't it? That's at the end of the summer or something? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's time of announcements is here. We're just pushing through the video game ones now, and let's get on with the movies and geek things. So I'm definitely excited for that. And Don, I'm excited to talk some Obi-Wan with you. I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of questions I want to ask you to see if you have the answer.
1: Well, everyone knows I'm the Star Wars expert on this show, so I'll I'll have the the answers. (laughs) Yes, yes. Maybe. But... Before we do, we
0: want to make sure you know that this episode of Raise the Geek is sponsored by Anchor.fm. So, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, we talked about the first episode of Obi-Wan. And we had some mixed opinions on what this show was going to be. First two episodes. Oh, shit. First two episodes. I forgot that they did that. (laughs) And we were a little, I think, a little mixed on what this show was, and we're hoping for some hoping for more and wondering what we were going to get with these last four episodes. And now we finished it. I finished the finale last night. I think you finished it the day before. I don't know what this show was for, man. I don't know what, who it was for. I don't know what I was supposed to take from it. All I know that the Cardinal sin that this show did is it did not have enough Jimmy (laughs) Smiths.
1: That's the Cardinal sin, eh? I mean, you have
0: Jimmy Smiths like sitting there, and you're not going to yeah. use him constantly. Like, come on,
1: right? Bring him back to his NYPD blue glory. What else was Jimmy Smiths in? I think he was in like a season of Dexter. I like Jimmy. Smits. He was on
0: Sons of Anarchy. He
1: was in Anarchy. Dexter. Yeah. He's
0: been in yeah. everything. He just pops up and he makes things better. Right. He's great. He yeah. He More Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Smith's is the man, and if you have the ability to use Jimmy Smith's and let him kick some ass, why didn't you do that? Come on, Obi-Wan. Come on, you're yeah. better than that. That was a mistake. 100%. That was definitely a mistake. But, <laughs> all joking aside on that, granted, <laughs> I did want more Jimmy Smith's. I'm not going to lie about that, mm-hmm. but like this show, it's a prequel, and mm-hmm it struggles because then it's tied to all of these like rules. So then it's like every decision that they made in this show hurt something that happened 30 years ago or something about the original trilogy or something that happened in the prequel trilogy or something. So it was very divisive on whether this show was successful or not. And it's really almost a testament as to why prequels don't work. And I'm kind of tired of seeing prequels. Mm Mm-hmm. Like there were moments in this show, especially the finale that I really didn't care about because I knew nobody was going to die. Yeah. Like uh, uh, any suspension of disbelief or just like tension just evaporated. Like I, I watched that whole final lightsaber duel with Vader and Obi-Wan and I just had no, I felt nothing because nobody was going to die.
1: Yeah. You knew there, you knew there were going to be no consequences. And we kind of talked about that a little bit in our first conversation about the first two episodes and we addressed the problem of sequels and that's the main thing man there are no consequences really of um you know heavy there's no heavy consequences for characters you love because if you know if you've seen them again in a future project that nothing's going to happen to them like nothing bad they're going to recover they're going to be fine they're not going to die they're not going to whatever the only people who could possibly go are new characters. And you already know that going in. It's like, well, I haven't seen them in the future, so they're probably going to die. They're probably going to die or whatever. Um, yeah, that's I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, I don't know who the sh- I have a little bit of an idea who this show is for. It's for hardcore Star Wars prequels fans. That's who this show was made for. If those people exist, I think they do. That's going to be my next question. Are there hardcore prequel fans? I I think there is. I think there's more than we think about. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of people who love those movies and maybe not even the movies themselves, but just the lore of the movies. Like they like seeing the backstory of Anakin Skywalker and how he became Darth Vader. And this is just kind of another chapter of that. Mm -hmm. Um, In our first two episodes, I also did say that. After watching the first two with its flaws that I thought it might become the best Star Wars show we've had so far. And after watching the series, I can uh, (laughs) with an authority say that, no, this is not that this is not great for me. Now, I I don't like shitting on things that people like and I don't want to tell people what they should and shouldn't like. This is just our opinions. And you know, and we're all entitled to our own opinions. If you loved it, you know, I'm happy for you. I'm glad. I hope I you got. I hope you got what you wanted out of it. And you know, more power to you. But for me, eh, man, it was not not really that great. Um, and we'll get into I, we'll get into all the reasons why. But didn't we, love this show, dude. We are definitely going to get into
0: that and some more details. So spoilers ahead if you have not watched. Obi-Wan yet and still want to. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers coming from here on out. hmm And if you're still with us, let's go. Let's go. So Obi-Wan, for just as a quick reminder, granted it just ended, so I don't think you're going to need it, but Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi has to save young Leia after she is kidnapped, all the while being pursued by Imperial Inquisitors and his former Padawan, now known as Darth Vader hell yeah we're gonna see darth vader doing flips we're gonna be there was all kinds of shit coming out darth vader was gonna be you never, this is darth vader in his full power it's gonna be amazing to watch him do his thing
1: we got to watch it yeah it's supposed to be him at his peak
0: yeah um, this is
1: prime prime vader darth vader's in his prime um was he though i mean he was age wise i guess the age makes sense he's still sort of a young man not the old man we see in the Um 10 years later. Exactly. But (laughs) yeah, dude, I didn't I didn't get Prime Vader out of this. I got more Prime Vader out of minus a few moments. There were some cool Vader moments in this show, I'm not gonna lie. Like when he pulled down the ship with the force and kind of ripped the doors off. I was like, that's pretty badass. But I got more Prime Vader out of like um Rogue One Mm -hmm. than than this. I don't know, just he he didn't do anything crazy new to really impress me that much. And um, oh, I had another point about Darth Vader. It'll come back to me, but I don't know, just, I guess I expected more out of it. Now, the thing with him doing flips around, I guess, was never going to happen. I, I don't think they ever wanted a Darth Vader to do that, but I need someone to explain to me who knows more about Star Wars. Maybe you have an opinion about this. How did... Anakin go from somebody who can move with such agility and like fight, and we we all saw the flashback scenes in this, which people liked a lot. That was like you kind of justified bringing Hayden Christensen back to the show just for that to have those flashback scenes. But he can move so so agilely and everything, and then as soon as he becomes Darth Vader, just because his body's burned, all of a sudden he's just a tank who can't do anything except walk at you. Has that ever made sense? Like, does that make any sense? No, I've always. How is, how is him getting into the Darth Vader suit? Immediately, like, just slow him down to like a Michael Myers walk, and well, that's I all. Think, that's... I, there's two things.
0: One, I think they chopped off his legs, so I don't think he has any legs. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that makes sense. Um, I'm pretty sure he mm-hmm. got his legs chopped off by Obi Wan in that in Episode Three. I'd have to watch it again, and I don't want to. So, just let yeah, us know wow. if we're 100 percent wrong or right about that. Two is because it's a prequel and Darth Vader walked like a robot in the originals. So you have to have him walk like a robot before. Now you have to think about that. That's where I've always struggled with the Hayden Christensen casting, because even when they showed this flashback in this show, he just looks so small. And then you get Darth Vader and he's this big, giant, imposing dude. Now, of course, it's a suit and <laughs> stuff, but it's still just I, I have his disconnect. I yeah. have an emotional disconnect between Hayden Christensen. It's hard for me to picture him in that suit. It's hard for me to picture that Anakin in that suit. Even if you say, oh, he, like you said, he doesn't have legs and the suit just pumps him up and makes him look bigger and blah, blah, blah. He's half cyborg. And that's fine, but it's still there's still a disconnect there, especially because I can't see his face. I mean, it'd be one thing if I always saw his face. Mm -hmm. Then I could be like, oh, okay, yeah, like Robocop, at least give me the bottom half. So I know it's Hayden Christensen or it's a person in there, but it just looks like a robot. And and then the voice having James Earl Jones, like I said, just none of that works for me. So I've always had a disconnect with Hayden Christensen being Darth Vader. Like it just never clicked for me.
1: Well, he never has been until this show. And I don't even
0: know if he was ever actually in the suit until the end. Yeah, we don't know. Outside of just those couple like, hey, hey, put a helmet on, he took a helmet off. Just those couple times where you saw him, I I imagine those are the only times he actually was in the suit and actually was Darth Vader, in quotes.
1: No, I mean, I think you're accurate on that.
0: So it's just, I don't really know what they were there, and I felt like this show just hurt all of these legacy characters more than it helped them. Mm. Um, With that said, I did I did like the idea of the arc with Obi-Wan just having guilt and being able to work past that by the end. So I did like their, you know, when he chopped up Darth Vader's face and uh, you could actually see Hayden Christensen. Granted, I didn't like that they went back and forth with the voice because it made it very hard for me to know what the hell he was saying. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did like that emotional connection that he had and for Obi-Wan to kind of forgive himself and realize hey it's not my fault and I can stop I can really kind of move on and I liked that as an arc for the character but they just felt like it was shoehorned in at the end like I didn't feel that was a journey that this character went on from across these six episodes
1: yeah and I kind of agree with you and I'll say just to start off with I thought that scene where he was able to break that little sliver so you could see uh anakin's face there in the helmet i thought that was a fine scene for like the finale that was probably my favorite part and kind of made their battle a little worthwhile because they finally got to talk to each other about some things and like have a conversation um for a second which is kind of what everybody wanted but besides that i felt like the relationship between anakin and obi-wan didn't get any kind of more storytelling that we hadn't already seen in the prequel movies. Like this was supposed to kind of just advance their relationship and add some new things to it and add some new threads. Like I saw something there's there's a scene in a new hope where uh Darth Vader is addressing Luke and saying like says to him um oh you you think how Obi-Wan thought like there's still some good left in me, but there's not or, or something that was never addressed. Um why did Darth Vader think Obi-Wan thought that? They didn't explore any of that. He didn't Obi-Wan didn't make it seem like he could be redeemed. He just spent this entire show being like, I can't believe you're alive and let's fight and I'm going to leave you for dead again. Um so everything we needed to know about those characters was kind of already talked about in the prequels. Mm-hmm. So what what was the point of this like just a novelty to see them on screen again, but except this time, just having Hayden Christensen be Darth Vader instead of Anakin Skywalker, uh, I didn't see any kind of growth. You know what I mean? In their in their the way they interact with each other, because we're just supposed to assume the next time they see each other isn't until A New Hope.
0: As of right now, ten year,
1: yeah, ten years later. So, kind of just a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, and I think ultimately because this show was about Baby Leia and and Reva basically i mean the, the, those both of those characters got more screen time they got more development they got more attention put on them across the board than obi-wan did yeah i mean ultimately obi-wan was there but half the time he was just following leia around <laughs> where's yeah. leia oh let me get leia where's leia oh gotta get leia let me shove her under my coat and walk her through this busy uh
1: that was so ridiculous (laughs) i know we we made fun of that earlier but just like him tucking her under that big ass trench coat and nobody noticed or said anything yeah let's Uh, just walk on through (laughs) Um, it just was kind of funny but i mean i think
0: those legacy characters like you said like vader i mean so much that they did kind of hurt him like so Vader can walk through the streets of a town breaking people's necks with the force and being all badass, but he leaves everybody important alive. Like he doesn't know how to finish anybody off.
1: Are you referring to the scene where he could have killed Obi-Wan earlier, but that uh lady just caused a big you know, firewall between them and all of a sudden he couldn't reach Obi-Wan?
0: I it was <laughs> Yes. I'm talking about that and many others, but yeah, you had that scene where he was dragging Obi-Wan through fire with the force, which is badass. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh shit, Darth Vader is pulling no punches. He's dragging Obi-Wan through fire. Like that's crazy. And then the fire went out and then the lady started the exact same fire and Darth Vader's like, Oh, can't get to him. Let me let him go. And you're like, wait, you couldn't just use the force to drag him back through the fire and get a hold of him. Like you literally watched him just get carried away. Like, Finish the job, man. And -hmm. then later he stabbed Reva in the chest and then just leaves her. Oh, you're okay. Which she for her for her to go do other
1: things. Yeah.
0: No sold that shit. Like two seconds later, she's still on the ground listening to Jimmy Smith, going, Oh, what's going on? She wasn't even showing pain on her face. I'm like, come on, like you got stabbed with a lightsaber. So lightsabers just don't hurt, apparently.
1: Yeah, also when Riva Re- stabbed the Grand Inquisitor through the stomach, and we were supposed to assume he was dead, and then he just popped back up in the, in the finale with no explanation as to how he lived, just saying, like, revenge keeps you going, eh? Or something like that. Like, oh, okay, that's convenient. And But,
0: but even him saying that should know, hey, well, why don't we finish her off? Because we stabbed... Her right. and I was okay. So right. let's 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 finish her off and not just leave her crawling around on the ground. Like, come on. And yeah. then even then we hit the finale, and Darth Vader's like, I'm gonna bury Obi-Wan with these rocks, and up uh, mission was, lesson over, and I'm gonna let me away. walk away. And you're
1: just like, Wait, you don't want to make sure he's dead? And Obi-Wan just turned into like force Jesus and, and started <laughs> yeah. throwing rocks at Darth Vader. Uh he's swatting
0: them away like they were gnats. I'm like, look at those CGI rocks, and he's just like <laughs>
1: As another little side note, this kept coming up to me. This thought kept coming into my brain during that scene and basically throughout the whole show, whenever Darth Vader was doing anything or Obi-Wan. If you're someone who is a master of the force, what is the point of a lightsaber? Why are they even having a lightsaber battle with each other when really when they get in trouble, all they have to do is throw their hand out and throw the guy across the room? Right. What are you having your sword fights for? Seems very like an archaic thing, like let's have a duel, but we both have this tremendous power where we can throw each other across rooms and throw giant boulders at each other. Like, why even use the lightsaber if you have the force?
0: Or I can stop your lightsaber from hitting me if I if I miss with mine. Oh, I'll just stop you with my hand.
1: Yeah, they could just stand 50 yards from each other and just be throwing the force back and forth. And that could be their fight. Uh, I know visually that's not what people want. We want to see a lightsaber battle. But come on, it doesn't make sense. Then you have this massive super ability. It just kind of makes lightsaber battles seem worthless. Uh,
0: Once again, that's a prequel problem. Because they didn't do that shit in the original trilogy. They mm-hmm. it had little bits of force, but nothing to this level where they were throwing people around that I remember watching those sure. movies. I don't remember giant like in the middle of it. They maybe may shifting a little bit or doing something, but it seemed to take a lot more out of them. And I think over the years, the forces seem to get a lot more powerful than I think it was originally
1: was to be. You no. Know, yeah. And I guess that comes along with the way we can do technology now mm-hmm. than you could in the 70s and 80s. But. Come on, man! It just it it kind of is like, okay, that's like that's the same thing as giving Superman a gun. What does he need that for? <laughs> <laughs> he's got yeah. he can do a million other things. What does he need a gun? Just like why does Obi Wan and Darth Vader need these swords when they can just telepathically throw each other around? I've never gotten it.
0: Nope, it <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It's unnecessary, and I just the show was just plagued with so much just questionable writing questionable th- decisions questionable like i don't know what their overall what they were trying to get over like i said mm-hmm. i feel like it was about baby leia and Reba, and that's what they wanted us to care about and uh, us to want to be invested in and everybody came into the show for obi-wan and vader yeah. and they just felt like they didn't give them enough time to be worth anything like all of the m- moments that I remember involved the other characters.
1: Yeah. For, and and star Wars, why does star Wars keep having this problem? We just had the same conversation about Boba Fett, uh, you know, uh, a while back. And it feels like they did the same thing to him. You're kind of, I don't want to say neutering, but like you're taking the character who this show is named after. And it ends up not even really being about them. And they don't have a journey. We didn't learn anything about really Obi-Wan that, was truly necessary i mean like i said it just feels like a novelty it's fun to have ewan mcgregor back it's fun to see hayden christensen as darth vader mm-hmm. it's you know a little fun to see a little adventure that happened in between the end of the prequel series and a new hope but with these characters but it's like i didn't learn anything profound or or it, it's just it felt kind of like okay that was just a nice little six episode mini adventure but nothing of consequence, really. So I know we've been shitting on this
0: for a little bit here now, and it's fun, and I'm sure we're not done, but I (laughs) want to know some stuff that you really liked about this show. What worked for you? What were some moments that made this
1: show worth it for you? Well, they they are there. Like I said, this is not a show that's just bad from top to bottom. It does have redeeming qualities to it. I liked, um, we talked about in our first review of the first two, that it's nice to see you and McGregor back, and I still stand by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm glad he agreed again. Still, now even afterwards to do this show, and I like him as Obi Wan, and I, I think um, you know a lot of the emotion and everything kind of shined through with him still, and he's. It was just fun to see him in a Star Wars property again. Yeah. Um, and as much as I was shitting on the Darth Vader stuff a little bit, just how some of it didn't make sense you still can't deny that seeing Darth Vader now is cool. Like it's just still cool to see him on in stuff, whether it's, you know, having the lightsaber battle that I said is unnecessary and I still stand by, but it's still cool. If you're going to have it anyway. Um, you know, he, he had two different lightsaber battles with Obi-Wan and he kind of had a cool one in there, even against Riva too. Uh, and a lot of the stuff he was doing with cool. I mean, he had his fight with her and he never even used his own lightsaber. He was just like whooping her ass around and stealing hers and, and just doing some kind of unique things there. So um I liked that. And I don't know, those are kind of the two things that stand out in my mind the most. Um I don't know. How about you? Did What, what are some things that stand out positively to you? It was
0: it definitely, I enjoyed, yeah, I, I enjoyed all the callbacks and the, the, People coming back, Joel Edgerton coming back as Uncle Owen. Um, I enjoyed, like I said, Ewan McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan and doing his thing. I just wish they had more for him to do. Vader, yeah, Vader was, was awesome to see. Like I said, height of his powers, he was, he was imposing. He was kind of a big deal. Um, I loved, I mean, it was the best fight in it was with him and Reva. Like mm. that fight was awesome. Like you said, watching him just whoop her ass and like just use the force and just no holds barred. Like I said, it just sucked that he couldn't didn't make sure she was like finished the job. Right. But that scene was awesome. And that was a scene where, because once again, that's a character, I don't know her fate. Like I had ideas of what they were going to do, but her fate was unknown to me. So when he stabbed, I wasn't expecting him to stab her because, you know, I thought a lightsaber in the chest was going to kill you. So I thought they killed her. I was like, oh, shit didn't see that coming. And then, then like a scene later, she was crawling around on the ground and no selling it. And I was like, wait.
1: And she was already on, she was already on Tatooine like five minutes later. Like how'd she get there so fast? Where did she, what did she do? Yeah. So, I mean, that just is the many questions of plot
0: that the show has, but I really did enjoy that fight. Um, And then Obi-Wan, I did it. It was good to see the Qui-Gon cameo at the end. Yes. It was I wanted more. like you kind of expect like you kind of expected expected it. They kind of foreshadowed it. I mean, it'd be weird if they didn't do it because he kept asking for Qui-Gon to help him and he kept talking to him throughout the show. So you're not going to do that unless you have Liam Neeson pop up at the end. So I expected that to happen. But then it was just like you saw him and you're like, oh, and he's like, took you long enough. Let's go. And he just walked
1: away. And I was like, that's it. Like yeah. like one line of dialogue. Yeah, one like, line oh. of
0: dialogue on a green screen. That's that's all you got. Like, all right, yeah. and he probably did that in his his living room.
1: Yeah, well, since we talked about Reva a little bit, um what did you think of her journey? And like, because of all the new characters, I guess I'd say hers probably carries the most weight. Whether you like it or like, whether you liked the character or you didn't like the character. I'd say she probably had the most journey of a new introduced character to star Wars. Like she started in as, you know, uh, inquisitor and, you know, she's hunting Obi-Wan and we don't know why. And that soon, I mean, by up to the end of the show, about episode five or six, we find out the real reason uh, she is who she is, is because she was one of the younglings who Anakin killed, uh, killed all her friends and left her alive. So she has this vengeance for Darth Vader, which he stabbed kind of been- her
0: again and left her alive
1: right so that's (laughs) but that's kind of been her journey through this whole thing and she had at least the most character development i would say from beginning to end now if they do do a Reva show in the future would you be interested or or how how do you feel like i mean because i'll say me personally i ended up caring more about the character in the end than i thought i would um you know she showed mercy by not killing luke and she she seems more of like a complicated character than i originally thought she was be i thought she might just be a one-dimensional kind of a thing but i feel like there could be things to explore there And now whether i care enough to watch in the future what they do with her but i'm not saying i won't you <laughs> <laughs> um it's hard
0: i like the idea of the character this is where this is where i get lost i'm trying desperately to remember the name of that stupid game jedi fallen order Mm -hmm. this show ripped a lot from that game there are a lot of similar character arcs there's a lot of similar moments like they you could tell they talk about the writer of the show didn't watch episode three and that's sometime obvious he definitely played this game Mm -hmm. because there's so much from this game that is so reminiscent of this show, and they did it better in the game. So for me, I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, you know, they did the same story with the second sister, and they did the same story, you know, like it just was the same. It was a lot of very similar stories. So seeing it again, it's like, okay, it's cool, but it just was never the writing for this wasn't good enough for yeah. me. Like I wanted to like Reva, but the way that they had her trying to act so badass just distracted me. And then she had moments that were cool and I enjoyed the lightsaber battle. Yes, hearing the youngling, I wasn't really shocked about that. Like it seemed kind of obvious that they were going to push, that there was more to her than what they were doing. And she had more things that she was looking for. She wasn't just an inquisitor. She just didn't want to be grand inquisitor. There was more. So I wasn't surprised at that, that she was doing that, but it was still cool. But then she did this, like this episode six Thing I didn't understand, and it took a a lot of the character from me. Like I was feeling a lot more for her. And yes, she did definitely have the biggest arc and growth of anybody else on this show. So I mean that was entertaining to watch. But like her plan never made sense to me. She was like, All right, well, I couldn't kill Darth Vader. I find out that he has a kid, so I'm gonna go kill his kid. What was her plan from that? Because then, okay, so she goes kills Luke. She goes, finds Vader and says, hey, I killed your son. And he goes, I had a son? Oh, okay. Like, it'd be one thing if she was going to take him to and like kill him in front of him or something. But once again, Vader has no emotional attachment to his son at this point because he doesn't know he exists. And if he does, he doesn't give a shit. So like, I don't know what her plan was. So I'm watching her do this. I'm like, what is she trying to do? And I was more confused by just what they had this character doing. And then once again, it comes back to the prequel of it. I'd, she wasn't going to kill Luke. They did this whole giant thing where she carries him out and makes him look dead. And they're playing the music. Like, Oh my God, Luke's dead. <laughs> we and I'm, to Luke's not dead. I'm <laughs> turning to my wife. I'm like, Oh my God, she did it. And she's just like <laughs> laughing at me because you know, it's, it's, it's absurd. Like we know Luke's not dead. You didn't kill him. Then why are you doing this? Why yes. play it this way? Why try to make me feel something? I'm going to feel nothing. And it just makes this character look stupid to me, the viewing audience. Cause I know what's going to happen. So it's like, what are you guys doing? And that's just what this show is plagued with. And it just kept making me ask these questions. Like, what is the point of this? Like so many plot things just happen to move stuff forward. And that was one of them. So like long story short, I did enjoy aspects of Reva. I wanted to like her more, but the writing just held her back for me.
1: Yeah. Sloppy writing is prevalent through this entire show. I'm not going to lie. We've already talked about nobody knows how to deliver a killing blow. Um, yeah, like there then, were magical tunnels in episode 3 that magical they never explained people can get ahead of other people somehow and get places quickly like how Reva ever got ahead of Leia in that tunnel I'll never understand like there were no security cameras on the fortress Uh, when obi-wan's walking around (laughs) to like nobody knew he was there like he just was able to walk freely the sensors didn't pick him up but Uh, revenue but revenue
0: that he was going to uh there was going to be an escape attempt so she could bug the android right but she knew that that was going to happen that was my plan the all along while i was torturing a little girl for information that i don't even know why that little girl would have information like didn't make any sense like i'm like Leia you kidnapped like Reva kidnapped Leia to lure out Mm Obi-Wan right and that worked so she found Obi-Wan but then she got her hands on Leia again with those yeah those little baby handcuffs and and I enjoyed I I did enjoy watching this show I'm not gonna lie but it wasn't because it was good Mm -hmm. I did, I did enjoy myself and had fun and it was great to have a couple drinks and just watch. So I definitely enjoyed myself, but you had Reva kidnapped Leia to bring out Obi-Wan. She brought out Obi-Wan and then she goes and takes Leia again to then question her for information Mm -hmm. that I don't even know why she thinks Leia would have. And then not care about obi-wan but then say oh i knew obi-wan was coming and they were going to escape so i bugged her like wait what like none of that made any sense to me and it pulled me out of the story just because there were so many things that just happened or they didn't want you to remember what happened in the last episode don't remember that that happened there we're just moving the story along you're like how did reva pass up leia in the tunnels i don't know but we needed to get her there by the end of the episode
1: yeah, that's one example. Another one I can think of that stood out to me that just had me scratching my head was kind of in that same little cluster of episodes where Obi-Wan decided to give himself up to Reva and the Empire to to kind of protect the people. And Leia was like, no, don't go. And they were like, who's going to protect us? He was like, I have to, to protect you and save you all. Like, it's okay. They want me. That's who they're here for. You. I need to save you all. So then he got arrested he like gave himself up they brought him in front of Reva and then there's some kind of big commotion I'm trying to remember exactly what happened some big commotion where he's able to escape and he just runs right back to them like the people he just said he was leaving in order to protect them if I'm near you they're going to kill you but as soon as he's yeah. able to escape, he just runs back to them. And is like, all right, I'm back. They, they, why'd you ever leave?
0: Because they needed him to have a conversation with Reva so they can have the reveal with Reva about how she was a youngling and she's really trying to kill Darth Vader. That's but all then, they needed. They needed that conversation to happen. So that's how they did it.
1: But that, then that makes the, him giving himself up not make sense. Yeah.
0: Nothing made <laughs> sense. So that's you stupid to, writing. In, in episode like one or two, you had Kumal, not Kumal. Yeah, I I don't I have no idea what his name was in the show.
1: Kumail Nanjiani.
0: But you had him, right? (laughs) He said, hey, hey, Obi-Wan, go to this place and find these people. Mm -hmm. Right. And they'll come get you and take you somewhere. Who was he supposed to meet? Because they walked out to the desert and they there was nobody there. And then they just got picked up by Zach Braff and just moved on. And you're like, what was the point of them going there? Like, wasn't somebody supposed to be there to pick
1: them up? I think I remember hearing, and I don't remember her character name. And I'm really bad with this, but the the other lady who was on Game of Thrones, yeah, um, I can't remember what her name was. Who who ended up not making it through this show? But I think they were supposed to meet her, and she was just kind of like, "Oh, I was late, or I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't there yet." but she was I, coming I, with I, a
0: whole bunch of stormtroopers
1: like it's not like yeah. she was coming by herself to
0: get them she had to kill two stormtroopers to even get Yeah escape. she was she
1: was in disguise so that makes that make no sense unless she went there where the meeting place was supposed to be and they weren't there and somehow she knew they was she was going to meet up with them on the on the way but yeah just uh, sloppy writing man is is the is the key here and that's kind of another pitfall of the the prequel thing is because you have to make all these pieces fit because we know where we're eventually getting to we know there's no huge stakes with veda layer obi-wan we know they're all going to be fine and you just have to make these things fit into this puzzle because you can't mess with the uh, continuity of star wars you can't make anything that happens in this show affect change something that has already been on film and then sometimes getting there you run into these pitfalls of well we have to make this make sense but it doesn't it makes this show look kind of like we're writing it stupidly because we've kind of painted ourselves into this corner like why why is obi-wan letting darth vader live for another 10 years you know he didn't care he like walked away and showed quote-unquote mercy the first time in episode three he thought he left him for dead yeah he didn't know that obi-wan was alive so by saying like, oh, he let him live, but he wasn't going to let him live in episode three. He thought he killed him. He thought he was gone. So then why at the end of this, didn't he kill Darth Vader? And and then people will answer, well, then new hope could have never happened. Right. But do you understand how that doesn't make it okay? <laughs> that yeah. doesn't make the way you've gotten to this point uh, acceptable? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So many things <laughs> like that.
0: You don't If you're going to do a prequel, you can't, it has to be a different story. Like you want to do an Obi-Wan show of saying, hey, this is what's going on 10 years afterwards, right? You don't make it be where he's running around gallivanting around with Leia. You don't really have Vader in it. You know, it's like, you can maybe have him realize that Vader's still alive and have cursory but you don't have them interact or you have, you build to it better. But you just have to have this like side adventure where you know the main character is going to be okay because the main character is usually always okay. But then you surround them with something new. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't try to shoehorn Luke and Leia in it. Because once again, Luke was running away from, uh, from Reva. I felt nothing. And like, well, I know he's going to be fine. And then it hurt A New Hope because he was like, it's so boring here. Well, he didn't remember a few years earlier when he was getting chased <laughs> right. through the mountains and almost killed by a Jedi. Like- right, right it just take it just takes away from luke now you know like luke and leia they're just not the same characters now if you watch this show and then go watch a new hope it's just like oh you don't remember doing this now if you know so it's like i just i hate prequels man i think i'm just getting to this point of prequel burnout
1: no i hear you i'm, I'm i totally agree and i i agree with you that they would have been much better served just you have an idea for Obi Wan. You got you and McGregor to sign on the dotted line to do and to be in this. Mm-hmm. Just make this some extra side adventure where new different things can happen that aren't so tied in with Leia Organa and Darth Vader and the Empire and everything else. Have it. You, you could have had it be something else, and I would have been. You know, it. It was a fan service. You wanted to have when you yep. announced the show. You wanted to show people we got Darth Vader in a new show great let's watch it but then it just kind of muddies up the yeah. storytelling and 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 makes things not have any consequence
0: yeah you have to have you know you can do even follow this i mean you could have had you and McGregor or obi-wan find out that darth vader or anakin was still alive you could have had these things happen like around him he could have been summoned because someone else got kidnapped that he needed to like there's still so many things that you could have done even similarly but because they wanted to shoehorn so much nostalgia in there it just hurts yeah it just ultimately hurts the show and it's just kind of a shame it's just frustrating it's just really frustrating to watch and like i really do want to like star wars and they just keep giving me more and more reasons to not
1: well that's kind of what we'll just focus on for a minute then is we neither one really liked boba fett no. um hot and cold on mandalorian i thought i I've been on the record of saying I, I like that show, but it has its up and down moments too, or it just kind of feels like filler. Like a lot of this show felt like just filler and nothing of real consequence. Um, and then we have this show where it kind of feels the same way. I'm like, I feel the same exact way about this show that I did about Boba Fett. Just like let down. Uh, expected more out of a legacy character and didn't really get what I was looking for. So, just where's your where's your feeling on modern Star Wars and how are you gonna? go into this franchise now, Um, you know, there are a few things coming. We know the couple shows and of course they have more movies in the pipeline, but just how do you feel about Star Wars right now? I
0: think I'm done with the Skywalkers. Mm -hmm. I don't think I need to see any more with any of these characters, like anything that's tied to the original trilogy, prequels, those nine movies that are all the Skywalker saga. I don't need anything more with that. Mandalorian is still littered with bad writing, but Mandalorian's entertaining for what it is, but it doesn't involve any main characters. It had new characters that they created for that show to go on their adventures. Yeah, Luke swings in every once in a while, or they have little things here or there, cameos and moments to like, yeah, fan service, but it's its own show. It's its own story. It's its own thing. That works. I, I I can deal with that you know, Andor's coming out. As far as I'm aware, that's tying into the Rogue One crew. I mean, Rogue One, out of all the Disney Star Wars movies, that's like the most celebrated as being one of the best ones. Why? Because it didn't have anything to do with the Skywalkers. Mm -hmm. They were doing their own thing, just trying to, the rebels trying to fight the Empire and trying to get the plans for the Death Star. And it was a heist movie. Awesome. So... I don't think I can watch any more Disney Skywalkers. Like I just don't, I just don't care anymore about that family and that line. <laughs> um, like I've seen enough. And now at this point, they're just muddying it all and ruining what they did. That was good. Or what was good before Disney got their hands on it. But Disney's track record, you, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Disney's track record with this is just terrible to me. Like they've done very little that I enjoyed throughout and it's just kind of sucks but I'm, i mean Andor, i'd probably check it out like anything that's not tied to the skywalkers i think i'm down to check out but like yeah. i said i think i'm done with that family Yeah,
1: hey, you kind of read my mind a little bit i guess i didn't think of it that way but anything tied to the skywalkers is just feels like that story what more can how much more juice are you going to try to wring out of this orange Clearly there's no more <laughs> what more can you get out of it we love seeing darth vader but you know we love seeing thanos too and and he's and his story's been told and he's done what can can we can we come up with some new things and um that's kind of why i'm excited for the taika ytt he's the next they said his movie will be the next star wars film yeah and he and he's basically put it out there like you know this is going to be an all-new star wars adventure in the star wars universe uh expanding the universe so that kind of tells me as a clue that yeah we're not going to keep recycling the same Skywalker saga uh because I'm with you we've seen it it's the story's been told countless movies now a bunch of time spent on the shows. like yeah let's move on I don't know what Ahsoka is going to be I know she's tied in very heavily with Luke and and Anakin but Man, just, yeah, some I need some new blood in there a little bit, so I totally agree. But see where that's interesting, like, once again, as we've said, we're not Star Wars Mm -hmm.
0: super fans or anything, but, like, Osaka, I don't know anything about that character, because I didn't watch Clone Wars, so that's all fresh to me. Um, Mandalorian, you know, like, I mean, Book of Boba Fett wasn't really about the Skywalkers, and I didn't really like that, so once again, bad writing comes back around to hurt all of these Star Wars properties at this point, but... I just can think that they could do better. And uh, but when it's not tied to something that I know, I don't watch Clone Wars. So maybe I'll enjoy Osaka more.
1: Yeah, you could be onto something there. I'm not. I'm going to watch that show. I mean, I'll tell you right now, as disappointed as I am with this and Boba Fett and this track record is not looking good. I'm still going to watch, you know, Osaka and see what they what they do with that one. I think Andor's Uh, first, right? I don't know. I don't know which one's first. To be honest, yeah. um, I think Osaka has been Osaka. Oh, I might be saying it wrong. Osaka, oh, Osaka. People are yelling at me right now, yeah, but yeah. it's been announced for a while longer. So that was just my assumption that that was next. Yeah, but, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I just was asking. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I might try that
0: if I definitely hear, like I said, anything tied to Skywalker's. I think I'm done. Yeah, probably me too. I don't think I could do. And if these, if if those shows this year end up being stinkers, as well, I might be done with Disney Star Wars. Like I don't know if I could do it anymore. <laughs> Say <laughs> Getting goodbye. Too yeah. old. Getting too
1: old uh, for this shit. Like like I said to you in a text, just give us Dune Two as our space opera. That's what we can. That's what we can do. Dune Two. I am down <laughs> for that.
0: There. I mean, there's just. I don't know. There's so much good stuff out there. So I'm. I just don't think I can do it anymore. And we didn't even talk about baby Leia, and I don't think I'm gonna.
1: So yeah, let's just leave it as <sighs> baby Leia was baby Leia.
0: Now where we're wrong, where you're screaming at us. If you've made it this far, listening to us, making fun of this show, hopefully you had fun listening to us, making fun of the show. If you found enjoyment in it, super happy for you. That is awesome. If you want to let us know, shoot us an email over at raise the geek, hit us up on Twitter. Um, At raised a geek Instagram. Now send us some pictures of what you liked some moments. I'd love more information. Once again, I'm not a Star Wars super fan. Don said he's not a Star Wars super fan. We don't really, we're coming from just what we see on the screen and how it's working for us. If you have information out there that you really want to share with us, do it because I would love more background as to what this show was supposed to do. But as a casual Star Wars fan, it didn't really do anything for me.
1: And me neither. Uh, Yes, good, great, great points. We're not going to sit here and trash things and say you, you shouldn't like it. Everyone's entitled to like what they like. And like you just said, I hope if you if this show did something for you, I'm happy for you. You know, this was made for you. Then great. Just us from not being super big star wars fans it just kind of didn't work and i w- i'm like you i want to like star wars more than i do and i just can't seem to get there and it yeah. sucks because i the idea of the universe is fun you know the the first three movies from way back when from george lucas before disney got involved or all classics that you can rewatch for the rest of your life and just everything else kind of since then is hit and miss and a lot of misses and just i just don't Put a lot of misses for a while. And (laughs) I don't know how many more, like I said, I have in me. I'm
0: hoping Andor is different. Yeah. I'm really hoping that they do some something different with these shows and don't just try to lean on this nostalgia because you're ruining these characters that everybody's loved for 40 years, you know, and it's just kind of a shame. So come on, Disney. You spend a lot of money together. Exactly. So I think that's gonna do it for this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris.
1: And I'm done. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak.